0: Welcome back to Fleshing It Out with Samantha Spittle. This month, we are tackling the shame trigger of trauma. And of course, this is something we are just scratching the surface and having some conversations to normalize things that are often unspeakable. And so because this is so serious and can be so heavy, I encourage you to seek out uh, professional resources. You can check our VIP page for coaches and of course, therapists and other forms of safe support. Today's guest is Rachel Nussbaum of Orchid Story. Rachel and I talk about the healing that we can find through writing. She works with women to help rewrite their story or reimagine their story to kind of take those tender parts and really examine them and find their power and their healing through writing. What really resonated with me and why I was so excited to talk to Rachel is I saw the power of writing that my husband experienced as he worked through a lot of his trauma. And so I was excited to dive deeper into this with her and kind of explore how everyone who's using this can use writing as a healing practice, because some people are verbal processors, others are internal. And so I just love how she presents this as an option to help us work through those really hard things in our life. So join Rachel and I as we flesh it out.
1: I'm Rachel Nassbaum of Orchid Story. And I work mostly with women who are on a healing journey and I use writing as a tool and other tools too, but primarily writing to help them uncover what story or stories they are interested in reframing or rewriting in their lives and trying to get women to a space of feeling more freedom and energy fulfillment in their lives. Hey, and Rachel and I, you know, we cross paths and, but
0: then I started following you on Instagram and I truly think of you as one of my like Instagram friends where, yes. you know, you see people online and you're just like, ah, oh, everything they write. I'm like, yes, yes. And, you know, you just said it when you've introduced yourself about helping women reframe their story. And, you know, story is the word that whenever I hear, I kind of latch onto and, um, you know, my whole thing is, you know, sharing stories and I come from it from a verbal Place because I'm a verbal processor, but I married an internal processor, and you know I kept I kept seeing more and more of you know helping women write their story and helping you know reframe it and and work through it. And because I've seen that how powerful it is, I wanted to share it with the listeners, especially as we kick off season three and we're digging into all the shame triggers. Because what you and I were talking about before is that it, it kind of doesn't matter what the shame trigger is. You know, there's there's a space for it to to work through it and so i'd love to hear more you know about your story and kind of how you use writing so that people can can have this as an outlet you know cuz the same there's not one solution when it comes to healing so
1: for sure and i think writing can be a tool we can use at any point in our lives if we're doing other mechanisms of healing if we're seeing a therapist if we're doing yoga if we're even when we're really dialed in, honestly, to how we're feeling and we're feeling well, healing or sorry, writing is still a really great tool to reach towards to help us. Honestly, I use it to figure out what's happening inside my brain. So I'm a proponent of writing all the time. I love to write and some people don't love to write and still can find a lot of Um, healing within it. And so I would encourage people who are listening, who are like, oh man, I'm not a writer. I don't know if that's for me to uh, just stay tuned with us and and try it and see. I think oftentimes we have some preconceived notions about what writing might look like. I always coach my clients that writing has to be for you first. Mm -hmm. Like we're not writing to get published in the New York Times here. We are writing to see what's going on inside your brain, and then once we know what's happening, we can take a look at it. You know, like we—that's it. We could just kind of see. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like opening up our brains, or sometimes I say like mining for gems inside of mm-hmm. our stories. Yeah. Um, but Samantha, I would instead of talking about my story, yeah, um, I'd love to talk to use a frame of reference of yeah. some, a woman that I've or women, let's say a conglomeration of women that I've worked with in terms of this idea of the inner critic.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: So a lot of times, I mean, I, I tend to, to market my work as for women who've been through something big. Like for me, it was my son's on my unborn son's diagnosis of congenital heart disease kind of like led me on this path, but yeah. I've also worked through a grief. I lost my mom in 2020. So I have had these huge things in my own life that I have used writing to help me work through. But what I have found in working with women is that there are these stories, if you will, that we carry with us throughout our lives. They're not necessarily a big event that happened. It's like stories that we were told as a little girl and stories that we, I don't know, pulled from society. And so women often will come to me with this inner critic inside of them who is incredibly harsh. And maybe it is about body image and appearance. Maybe it is about like getting a million things done and doing it perfectly. And I I think writing can be a great tool to, start working with our inner critic and changing the relationship with that.
0: Yes. And you said something huge because one of the things that I saw on Instagram a lot was, you know, women who've been through something big. And I think that, you know, if you've been through something big in your life, like you gravitate to people who are doing the work on those big things. And so, as you said, what you found, that's, the exact thing I found is that it's the big mm. things that motivate us to get the help or the healing and the growth. But what you uncover when you start doing the work is we are just a collection of all of those small, seemingly small stories, you know, those seemingly insignificant things, but that when we really start looking at them in the puzzle pieces and we see what an impact they've had on our life. And so I just think that's a beautiful reminder because I think if we can, especially if you haven't been through something, what you would maybe consider big, um, cause I lived my life up until a few, a couple of years ago, feeling like I hadn't had a big thing, you know, but then you go through something big and you start unpacking it. It's like, oh man, but that doesn't mean I didn't go through a lot of little things that right. made an impact. And so,
1: right. For sure. I think sometimes we tell ourselves, we don't have a story if we haven't maybe, had something that to the outside world looks big, yeah. but everyone has stories, many, many, yeah. many of them. And like you said, like once you start unraveling a story, it's like, like a ball of yarn. You know, you start unraveling one yeah. thread and another one comes loose. It's like, okay, let's go with this and let's see what's under here. Yeah. If we're thinking about this woman with a really nasty inner critic, like where, where would she start for thinking about writing?
0: I say all the time, you know, what's your story? What's your story? Share your story. And as you were talking, I thought, Oh my gosh, when you have the big thing and then you overcome, you know, when you have your story, uh, what is, it's like a writing, you know, it's, you have backstory challenge resolution. Yeah. Moral of the story. You it's like, okay, now I'm ready to tell it because I overcame this adversity and now I'm here. And if, if someone doesn't have something like that in their life, my first thought was, I wonder how many people don't eat. Cause up till a few years ago, I would have said, I don't have a story, that I'm lacking a story. So that kind of came to my mind is what is people's story. And I almost think that part of it is starting to examine. What if we find the story by digging back the layers? Like what yeah. is something I'm struggling with?
1: Yeah. I think, I think you have a You're hitting on something that I I also run into this idea that like I mentioned before, we all do have stories, whether we label them that way, Mm -hmm. or maybe we call them self-limiting beliefs, or maybe we don't, we're not even really sure, but we're just kind of feeling like ick or stuck or Mm -hmm. just not the way we want to feel. I I really like asking women and of course, men too. I mean that yes, it just goes with us. Men saying, listening right? and husband editing. Love you <laughs> yes. guys. Love you guys. Um but I often ask women to so where I was gonna go with like where to start with writing yeah. is to slow down. So I think what sometimes happens is we we're not sure of our story or if we have a story mm-hmm. because we um we don't maybe want to know, you know, like if we're maybe not sure, we want to know how we're feeling because we get the sense like we're not feeling great, and we could be maybe mm. feeling better, but maybe not, and maybe we could be feeling worse. Oh, and so, so if I just keep so going, 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 and busy, 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 then I won't have time to like think about that, and I can I can kind of just keep coasting, even though if um, even if I'm sitting in a place that doesn't feel great. Uh, Change is just sometimes even scarier than that. So I always like to have women start with slowing down and people do not like to hear this whatsoever. And I think part of it is because of time, like slowing down maybe, maybe makes us think like, oh my gosh, where am I gonna find time to slow down because I don't have it, so that's not happening. But I like to start with micro moments of, slowing down and without even adding to our days and our lives. Like, I'm not going to ask someone who's never meditated before to sit down and do a 15 minute meditation. Like after the first time I meet them, that just doesn't, that just doesn't fit. So we have to meet every person where they are. Right. So maybe we can examine like what we're ingesting. And that maybe that's food. I don't know. But for yeah. me, it's, I, I never think of it as food because I love to eat and I don't really like to examine what I eat. So yeah, Hey, that's,
0: <laughs> that's kind of a design.
1: but yeah. what are we ingesting like in the world around you? So yeah. with writing, we're kind of going to, and, and you, you talk in this language too, We'll we'll flesh it out. We'll bring mm-hmm. it out. We'll bring it out into the light, but it's important for us to think about what are we taking in? Yeah. How much time are we spending on social media? Are we going through the news every day? Who are we talking to? Who are we texting? Are we letting all of our notifications of our phone take over? Mm-hmm. And so if we can just kind of see, and maybe it's like Netflix and that feels really good. And that's just what you need to do right now. Mm-hmm. But let's just like do a little audit. What are we ingesting? Where is our time going? Uh, Again, I think this is just so, so interesting that time is so hard for us, but it, it really is. It just pushes a lot of buttons. And if um, we can just kind of take no, no judgment, but take in accounting of where is our time going? Mm-hmm. And like, maybe it's going to, um, I'm working all day, I'm coming home and I'm bringing my kids to or getting dinner on the table. Yeah. And then I'm bringing my kids to activities. And that is literally my whole day. Okay there's actually some places we can work with that. So I've had women even do like their slowdown time as they are parking their van at work before they walk into the building, Mm -hmm. like literally just taking a moment and eventually we can bring the writing into this place too. But like first we have to find out where in your your day and your time, will this writing even be able to fit in in a way that feels good? Mm -hmm. So first, if we can just identify a spot it could literally be in the car for one minute mm-hmm. before you walk into work, literally just sitting with yourself and seeing yeah. what comes up.
0: Because we're so go, go, go. I mean, you think about even even this podcast that I would recommend listening to on the way to work. But that's the thing we fill our time with, you know, let's listen to this and fill the space instead of taking the space. To just be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So after, and again, so this is, this is what I love about this work that I do. It's actually takes a little while till we get into writing. So -hmm. I find it interesting about your husband. Like, that's so awesome that he was able to just jump into writing. I kind of follow this road of finding space or time and slowing down and then trying to figure out like what feels good to you. Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, writing feels good to you, but maybe you're like, not quite sure about writing Mm -hmm. and you don't want to start there. Like what's something that feels good to you. Do you like to listen to music? Mm -hmm. Do you like to dance around your kitchen? Um, Do you like to light a candle and clear off your desk? Like Mm -hmm. the littlest things. I I think what happens often is we, we lose ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we're, going back, touching, touching back to the body image thing and the inner critic. When we start to slow down, we're going to have a lot of noise happening in our brains. And so like, Mm -hmm. let's bring in something again, very small that feels good to us. That's going to nourish us. What ritual can we bring in? And again, it it has to be, it has to fit into, if it's you, Samantha, it has to fit into your Life and it has to make sense yeah. for you. So, what makes sense for you won't make sense for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it could be your morning coffee that you already do, but instead of running through it every morning, you're just going to take like literally 10 seconds to hold the coffee mm-hmm. in your hand and just like think about what you're doing before you take your first sip. 10 seconds. And what I see is that like, once we start just a little bit of slow down and a little bit of what makes me feel good, it really just, we start feeling a transition, like Mm -hmm. just a little bit of transition inside ourselves. And I think it's really important for us to make this space for our stories Mm -hmm. because you and I both know again, inner critic, um, harmful messaging about body image. If we just run straight into that, we might not have space for it, you know? And it does take a lot of, even if it's not taking a lot of time, takes a lot of energy and a lot of courage to look at your story. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you have a lot of messaging that's not kind to yourself, yeah. Um, uh, we need to make space for it. And so I'm a real firm believer in slowing down, coming up with a ritual before we even start writing. So I'm that's glad kind of you start. said that. Yeah.
0: Yes. I'm so glad you said that because, um, some of the conversations that we're going to, you know, be having around body image, that'll be coming out, you know, around the body image and, and appearance. You know, I remember, um, both that people will hear is, um, listening to your body, you know, your body knows and just, but we have to give ourselves the space and the time. And you mentioned the judgment. And that's one of the things that why I love getting to talk to the amazing people that I get to talk to on the podcast, because there's always this constant reminder of the judgment, how judgmental we are, you know, with our thoughts and our beliefs with, you know, we should and shouldn't do things and, um, and just, yeah, it can be so scary to dive into our stuff because then we just get stuck on the shoulds and we get stuck on the judgments. And it's like, we yes. have to push through those things too. And that's with any type of growth and healing. And, and I think that's where shame gets in the way because shame is that, you know, so tied into that inner critic that you talked about and then the judgments. I mean, that's all wrapped up so tightly together.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that is a reason why working with a coach can be, beneficial because they can see that happening um, the shoulds and the judgment and Mm -hmm. the shame. And if you don't have access to a coach, it's not the right time for that. I, I think you can do that with a partner, Mm -hmm. someone you feel comfortable with. Um, And maybe that's not like right part of the process from the start. If you're, if we're considering writing, but once you start exploring and are bumping up against things. If there yeah. is someone safe that you can share with, who can listen, like that's what you need is a listen. You don't really need much of anything else, yeah. um, but a space where you feel comfortable sharing and someone can really hear you can be super beneficial to yeah. the process of of rewriting your story. That's like a few steps down, but I yeah. since you brought it up, I think it it can be- yeah. so, so important but if we go back to we talked about make slowing down and making space Mm -hmm. coming up with a ritual that feels good and then moving into the actual writing part of the story so first you have to figure out what is my story you know and maybe you've got a sense of that in these in this slowing down and and maybe you knew coming in, like a lot of people that come in to work with me, they know what their story is. But sometimes people have a general sense of something. Like I have this person in my head who talks to me really negatively. I'm not sure what that's about, but I think yeah. I need to explore it. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to start somewhere. I think reminding that reminding ourselves that this is for us and that no one like. Another thing we women often bring with us is this overachiever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Need to get an A. Yep,
0: perfectionist perfection thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: So we gotta work on just kind of setting that aside. Like, thanks for looking out for me, but I'm just gonna put you over here while I take yep. out my journal and my pen. And I often find that writing something more concrete is a good way for people to start. Mm-hmm. So. I like to think of an, um, a scene in your life. Let's take um, the inner critic thing. In the morning, waking up, getting ready for the day, mm-hmm. doing your makeup in front of the mirror and just like nasty things mm-hmm. coming out in your head, in your mind, talking yeah. to you. Okay, so let's just press, literally press pause on that image and we're going to describe it with our pen. So we're going to describe, I like to use the five senses. So what are you seeing? What are you hearing? What can you touch? What are you feeling before? You just made such a good point about like connecting into the body. And I think that's so crucial. Uh, And it's that very brave work. Starting with a literal image that we can just kind of picture in our minds and almost like get some distance from Mm -hmm. and describing the scene. That's Mm -hmm. where I like people to start. And then once we do that, we have somewhere to to go. I think that's great because that's the thing is when you are
0: peeling back the layers of your story or you're dipping your toe into growth and healing it's a it can be a lot and I love this of offering people different different roads to take because no one's you know path is the same. But, um, but just things like even inhabiting your body when we live our life, just so go, go, go to go from zero. It's like, feels like going zero to 60, even though it's a slowing down analogy, but um, to just suddenly feel your body, like what is, what does that feel like? And I, and so I was glad you brought that getting back to the five senses. I love how you have this, you know, slowing down, having the ritual and then starting with the description. It's such a nice way to actually walk through it, you know, instead of it being a concept that people can strive for one day, it's something they could actually do today. To yeah, start.
1: for sure. I think all of this work can be done now, tomorrow, any, and it can start anytime. Like you don't have to be yeah. in a specific place or have any specific training to to, mm-hmm. to try. Um, yeah. What you Something you just said in there reminded me of something I think about and talk about with my clients a lot, which is, that we have to be ready Mm -hmm. internally to broach something. And like, sometimes it's just not, we're not there yet. And that's okay. You know, I have women who come through and work with me uh, several times. And so it's like, you can see their growth happening. Mm -hmm. And maybe the first time through, they're not quite ready to Mm -hmm. touch like the really Mm -hmm. big trauma. And so we'll start somewhere else. We'll start with motherhood. We'll start with what's in front of you right now. And then next time around, we can go into that really hard thing, Mm -hmm. that trauma that happened when you were 21. So it's just like a reminder for all of us that it's okay. Like we don't have to force ourselves to be ready. We will get there if we're doing, I mean, if we're in touch with ourselves and we're trying things we will eventually be ready to explore, you know, the, the deeper stuff. Yeah.
0: I love that reminder. Thank you. It's so, I need to be reminded of that. I should yeah, say, because too. it's just, once I think you, once you kind of dig deep, it's like, guys, just go dig deep,
1: just hurry up and dig deep.
0: Yeah. It's worth it. I promise. And, but it's like, no, that's not the way it works. It's not the yeah, way it works. Right.
1: And it is worth it, but it takes, it always takes so much longer than we mm-hmm. want it to it's tougher. It's a more yeah. of an uphill, uh, climb than yeah. we expect it to be, but it's helpful when we talk about that, like mm. w- with you and I just saying this and normalizing it for everyone. Yeah. I think for myself, like I have worked on the same issues. It's a spiral staircase. I keep coming mm. back around to them and back around. Oh, to them. Yes. Oh my gosh.
0: I did, um, a series and, uh, we talked about the spiral staircase analogy and I was like, that's brilliant. And so for everyone listening, um, why don't you describe what you mean by the star- spiral staircase, just to make sure. Okay.
1: okay. I'll describe it. And then you, you tell me if yes. you think of it differently. So this yeah. is how I teach it. And I teach like, um, you can visualize it. If the spiral staircase doesn't work for you, mm-hmm. I also teach um, just a circle, like a circle, and then also a labyrinth. And it's kind of like what is your path? This is how I teach it. What mm-hmm. is the path that you're on for self-development, for personal growth? And for me, it's it, the spiral staircase works because I feel like I keep coming back around, picture yourself going up, but coming back around to that same spot and having to work on the same things again and again and again. And it can feel really frustrating to me and I can't really beat myself up about it. But then I remember I'm on a staircase and I'm up a little bit higher than I was the last time that I went around about this particular thing. And so it's a great frame for me to think about. These are the things that you're going to be reminded about for the rest of your life, Rachel. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And we're going to keep coming back around, but you are making progress. and like, look, you can look over the edge and see you're higher now than you used to be.
0: Yes. Yep. It's the same. The only um, additional thing. And you basically just said it is just that you have a different perspective each time because you're continually, you know, you're climbing up. And so you're going to keep coming back around to those things, but each time your perspective is different. And so I'm, I'm so glad this got brought up today because yesterday I was having um, different conversations and I had what's really funny, although it's never funny because it always seems to Come together. I had posted something that morning on Facebook and then um, on Instagram, and then a few throughout my conversations, they brought it up on their own, the person I was talking mm. to. And it was the idea that um, growth requires us to be, to get comfortable being uncomfortable. The, we have these things come up, these triggers mm. and whatnot. And, you know, I need to just constantly remind myself that just because we have the challenges or, the hardships or the uncomfortableness that that doesn't mean that it's bad or wrong. Cause of course we love the judgments, but like, it's just part of being a human, you know, yeah. and processing through that. And I think getting there is yeah. that constant, that staircase for me. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, we're, we don't live inside of that culture that allows for that space in the spiral staircase. We live yeah. inside of like Go, 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 get it done, achieve, achieve, and then move on to the next thing. And so we do need to remind each other, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's okay. And that really, that is the way it it all works. Yeah. It it is a slow, a slow coming around and a journey that we will be on. I mean, we will certainly heal things, you know, but we'll be on some journeys forever. And yeah you know, some days I'm okay with that. And some days I'm not, but I think I'm learning that is, that is the way. Um, I remember thinking that like
0: reading somewhere that the point of healing isn't to eliminate your triggers. It's to shift how we respond to them. Right. And that for me was huge because like I said, I come from this mindset of, you know, if there's, if there's any sort of issue, there must be a problem. And, and it's funny as I was, I was remembering a memory I remember my husband and I were newly married, you know, and getting into a fight and him saying something like, I think you just expect us to be perfect. Like if we have any sort of, you know, disagreement that that's bad.
1: And I'm like, mm. I think I do. Yes. I just want harmony all the time. Yeah. 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 Don't you think part of it is, yeah. I think in rewriting our stories, part of it is coming to terms with something exactly like that, like Those realizations that, oh, I guess life is not, if it was perfect, it would frankly be really boring. And life is tough. And there are a lot of sad times and hard times. It's life, like that's what it is. It's not all sunshine and roses. And I think writing has helped me, and I have seen it help other people help come to those kinds of Realizations. So we go back to our woman in the mirror. Yeah. Taking her the image and writing about it. From there, I think some of the things that can come up is one thing I often talk about is the idea that your thoughts, the things you're writing down on this page, are not you. They're your thoughts. So everything you think is not like everything Rachel thinks. Is not who Rachel is, are thoughts. Wow. And so it's like, I mean, if it, the thoughts are, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly. Why did I choose to wear this shirt today? It's like, okay, so those are thoughts, but that's not who you are at your core. So let's start to unpack where these things are coming from. And let's start to, and again, like you said, we have to go real slow and gentle and we have to make, we're not going to change these in a day, but we can start honestly getting them out, getting the thoughts out and onto the page is a huge first step because sometimes we don't even know and it feels bigger and scarier inside. Writing it down can take a lot of the power away from those thoughts. So that simple act alone, I, I know can really be beneficial going from there and like really getting into the pain of it is where a lot of healing can happen too. But even if you don't get there, just writing down what is in your head is a great place to start and can be, can be really beneficial. It just takes so much of the power away.
0: So true. And that's something that once again, why I love our, our, we share such similar, you know, yes. um, passions and whatnot because, and, and also because you help me make sense of what I do and why I do it because I'm, because I'm a verbal processor. I'm always wanting to tell people all the thoughts in my head yeah. and all the crazy or not, they're not crazy, but, um, the judgments, you know, and I feel like, why am I pouring all this out? And it's like, because I want to get it out. Cause I know yeah. that it's just these thoughts, um, but maybe if I wrote, I wouldn't have to dump it on people. So I need to really work on that too. I would like, I should not need, don't want to be judgmental, but I think that this would be, this is something that I think I need to explore or want to explore, I should mm-hmm. say, because like I said, I, I've seen the value of when I verbally share it with safe people, you know, let me just get these thoughts out of my head. Um, Cause I don't want them to live there, <laughs>
1: right, <laughs> the, right. you know, set up shop. So. Right, right. So if we get the thoughts out, we take a look at them, and um, if we go back to inner critic is on my mind because I've been working yeah. um, with a client on this, um, that we might not have to like completely rewrite these stories. Mm-hmm. We can gently kind of start to to come at them and sh- just start shifting our relationship with some of our our stories, mm-hmm. our thoughts, our ideas. And it may be like, instead of wishing it away, because like, we know we don't want to be calling ourselves these terrible things. And yet, like, maybe that's too harsh of a stance to like cut off that part of yourself or to wish it away. It's like very aggressive. And so maybe we can find a way to have, bring compassion into Mm -hmm. the equation. Yeah. and simply like writing down the thoughts, putting your hand on your heart and just like thinking about loving yourself or maybe loving yourself is too much. Just put your hand on your heart. Like you don't even need to think of anything. Um, and so, it, again, it's like this gentle way of we're not going to rewrite these thoughts in one day, but the gentle shifting, the bringing in of compassion, the looking at them in a new way, and we can try to rewrite them too. I mean, I love to try to do that. Um, I have an exercise and I'll I'll just tell it to you right now because anyone can do it where we actually write down a thought. So let's say the thought that we're working with is um, I'll do one of mine. So I'll shift away from that and go to myself because I know myself better. better than the rest. Um, And working with uh, myself, um, I'm thinking about a time when I was really struggling with taking care of my mom when I was caregiving for her. So my thought might have been like, I can't do this anymore. I'm at my wit's end. I just want to run away. Okay. So that's my thought. Write it down. Now, if a friend said that to me, how might I respond to her? Or how might I say, look, Rachel, maybe you could say it in this way. So again, writing it down. My rewrite might be something like, I have a lot on my plate. I'm doing the very best that I can. I'm doing a pretty good job. And I'm going to find a way to keep going in this imperfect, imperfect way. So taking your thought and literally doing a rewrite. I think that takes some time to get there. Um, especially if this is a new story you're working on, but I, I, that's an exercise that I do with a lot of my clients.
0: I like that. And it's, I think, like you said, it it might be hard to get to, but that's why I think it's so important to start by writing down all those thoughts because then you see them. And like you said, if I think when it's out of your brain, even if it's your own thoughts, you said that, how would you respond to a friend? I mean, it's just, we're, we often, you know, we often give good advice as friends, you know, to our other friends and we wouldn't want our friends to talk to themselves the way we talk to ourselves. And so um, even if you're not ready to, I think it's just that act of seeing it, it helps remove, it gives you that little removed perspective. So.
1: Yeah. And then that, you know, there is something about putting together a full quote story. So when I say that, I mean like uh, maybe it's a personal essay. That's like how I write. And that's what I coach my clients who want to do this, how I coach them to write. So a, a story would have a beginning, a middle, and an end, right? And the end comes to some kind of resolution, it's not that like, oh, I have all this body image stuff figured out. It's wrapped up in a bow. And now, like you said, like I'm living happily ever after. No, it's like, I have maybe just looked at this thing from a new perspective. I've maybe given myself just a little ounce of freedom from it, just a little space from it. So it doesn't have that hold on me that it has before. Maybe the ending is I've learned to look at myself in the mirror and say an affirmation. We just, you know, we don't give ourselves enough credit. Little things can be really impactful and writing it all out into a story. It shows yourself the progress you've made. And I've just seen people be have so much pride in that, you know, it's really beautiful really beautiful. And I, I, of course, love when they share it with me, but again, going back to that idea that first and foremost, your story is for you. So that's mm-hmm. kind of Samantha, like the beginning to the end, yeah. in a bit of a nutshell, not really. but it It's great. I love that.
0: I'm so glad we're having this conversation, digging into the shame triggers and working on our growth and healing. And because I want to offer everyone more, you know, experts and and resources and and things to try. I think that this is just such a great tool that anyone can do. It's something that, you know, as you said, working with with a coach, you know, is a way to kind of dig even deeper, but it's something that you just on your own can do when you're sitting in the car, you know, just to start writing out your story. And to me, it makes so much sense. And as I said earlier, I love because you often give me the words, you know, whether I see it on Instagram or us in conversation, it just helps me make so much sense because as you talked about writing your story, and, and I've said before, you know, my husband's a big writer, I'm a big talker. Even the story that this podcast is based on, you know, my funny story, the only reason I yeah. got to that place of this being this framed story with this mission and moral yeah. is because I told it so many times yeah. though. and it started out as a funny story, but there's just something about storytelling that it just, you naturally want to kind of come to and not wrapped up in a bow, but like, what's the purpose? What's the moral, right. what's something. And so I thought, man, every time I told it, it was like a re- working of it. It was a yes. new, a shift, a new angle. And so it's just, I, as I, as you were talking, I thought, oh, I, I, but what I often, it's like, oh, well, I, I don't have that storytelling ability or, you know, I don't have that. Um, where true. with Exactly. When this is <laughs> like, it doesn't matter, you know, you don't need to, you know, wrap people into your story to tell it, you know, you can write, you can write it just for yourself.
1: Um, yeah. Well, and what I love about you I mean, I'm sure in your husband too, I just don't know him. <laughs> what I can see with you is that you have told this story and now you're in the place of integration, mm-hmm. which is taking your new reframed story and living into it. Mm-hmm. And your podcast is how you've integrated your story into your life. And like that is so cool and so beautiful. And mm-hmm. I think that's how. That's how we continue with the growth. Mm -hmm. It becomes a part of us and then we live into it. And for you, that's this. It's so beautiful. Thank
0: you. Quick question as we're wrapping up, you know, people say they have to own their story. You know, you have to own your story and you just said you integrated your story. So what is that relationship between owning and integrating?
1: Oh, Oh, that's a good question. Never put it into those terms about owning your story.
0: Well, and that's why I wanted to like, just real quick, that's you know, before a Brene we say Brown goodbye. quote
1: um, about owning your story. So I think owning your story to me is looking at it, simply mm. looking at it, digging yeah. into it and not pushing it away Yeah, and integrating it. It kind of comes maybe a Few steps later, where you're starting to really come to terms with the story, Mm -hmm. and again, like how do I weave these messages into my life for continued healing? Mm -hmm. Your example, you and and I mean, I'm the same with my work, but we can use you with the podcast is a really great example of how you've integrated your story into your into your life and sometimes it's not that yeah. obvious because like not everyone yeah. is gonna start a coaching yeah. business yeah. or have a podcast <laughs> and that's okay yeah. that's totally okay um but in in little ways and maybe it's like in um in how you interact with your children mm. maybe it's um again looking at yourself in the mirror and what that conversation has become or opening your pantry honestly I I've worked with a lot of women, um, just with food and eating and like having different thoughts about what's, what's sitting there. So it doesn't have to be like this more obvious like you and I, but, um, but there are a lot of little ways it can happen and it's any way it happens is really, really beautiful.
0: Yeah. I think that's, you know, with this whole idea of writing and healing, it's really it's truly um like the way to integrate our story, because oh, I love how you said that owning it is like seeing it, you know,
1: facing it. facing
0: it. yeah, that's so huge because there's so much we want to not face. So yeah, facing it, and the integration, you know, I think for me, you know, I started a podcast, so then it's it's here, but it's almost like the constant reminder to be living it, like the lesson I yeah. learned, you know, to not let shame stop me. And um, I think, yeah, you don't have to have a business. Or, you know, something to constantly it can just be part of kind of who you are, reminding yourself of the
1: yeah. Oh, I love that. You said not let shame stop you. You think that's Mm -hmm. like one of your main messages, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, I think it's um being okay with the emotions that Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing. Like there aren't bad emotions, and it's okay to have the more negative ones. That's what my work reminds me. I love how you said that. That's, that's so meaningful. Like what, what are, what are those messages that are crucial to us that we can remind ourselves of?
0: Yeah. I love this idea of the owning and integrating. And I think
1: it's, it's ebbs and flows, right? Because sometimes yes. we have to
0: revisit our story.
1: Oh yes. 100%. Yeah. So, and new things will come up as like we talked about. Yeah.
0: And that's not a bad thing. That's my reminder. Like it's, it's the tools that's why for me, this idea, what I love about sharing, you know, your, you know, your, just one of your, you know, tools that you use with people. Um, But all of these things is because life is going to happen. You know, that's kind of one of the other thing themes too, is that it's like life is going to happen. It's not, if it's when, and so the more tools we can have in our toolbox, the more, um, you know, the more growth and healing we can have. So I appreciate you sharing some of your process today. And I hope that it, you know, inspires people to pick up
1: me too. You know, the pencil. They should share it with us if someone if they feel comfortable or just share with us that they did it, that they tried it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Rachel, how can people see uh, find you online and uh, to learn more about you and work with you?
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, the best place I think is orchidstory.com and slash self-care. So orchidstory.com slash self-care that will take you to uh, be able to download a free on-demand video and accompanying workbook that will help you at that starting stage of slowing down that we talked about. So if you're like, Oh, this sounds interesting to me, but gosh, I don't even know how it start to slow down. This is a great place to start.
0: Great. Thank you so much. Well, I look forward to having more conversations and me of course too. staying connected because you know, you can find us both on Instagram because I love getting to see your stuff. So
1: thank you again. Thank you for having me. I've loved our conversation. So much fun.
0: Thanks for listening to flushing it out with Samantha Spittle, where we explore growth and healing through vulnerable conversation Our hope is that you feel seen and find tools for growing resiliency and tackling your own growth and healing. Be sure to subscribe and check out the VIPs and other resources at samanthaspittle.com. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.